Welcome to Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, their passions, and their pursuit toward happiness. I'm your host, Bev Matayoshi, and my passion is talking to people from all walks of life about dreams, what motivates them, what fulfills their lives, and what inspires them, because it's so important. Life is too short to be wasting it on just being on autopilot existing. So purpose, I truly believe that purpose is the recipe for true happiness. So that's what this show is about. And today, I just want to thank you guys for all the support. Everybody has been so great and um, very encouraging. So but if you're new to the show, don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you can be notified every time we have a new guest and every guest inspires me more and more so i'm super excited about this and today is a real treat we have a really amazing guest that i um look up to so much because he is one of the most incredible leaders i've met recently and um it it it's i feel so blessed that i get to you know be in his presence a couple of times a week every week it just makes me a better person training to be a leader because I want to be a leader just like him hopefully I, I'll be a badass like him but <laughs> that, so yeah that's that's what I'm striving towards so it's a real treat to have him on the show I I'm so blessed so thank you so much I just want to introduce you guys to Darius Wolchak thank you Beverly oh my god it was <laughs> that opening is it's great I mean you're definitely one of you definitely one of the leaders oh thank you, know, thank and, you. Have, and it's it's the, the the passion it's there so so yes. now it's the podcast right which is great well right. look i'm thank you for having me here uh it's a no thank to... you thank you so much for being here um i just want to like you know kind of talk a little bit about when we first met like uh one of the first impressions i had of you was uh, I mean, I just thought you were super intense, you know, like you, I noticed immediately that ha you have a vibration that's higher than most people. Like, you know, I was just like, wow, this guy's a little intimidating. But <laughs> at the same time, I was just like, you know, I couldn't stop listening because everything that was coming out of your mouth was just straight up, you know, golden nuggets. So um, that that's was my first impression of you. And it's incredible because you have an incredible team who have that same kind of vibration. So it's very, um, a, what is the word? Uh, contagious. It's contagious. Oh, is and it? Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> so before we get into, um, you know, just talking about what you're passionate about, um, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from? What is this accent I'm hearing? Where is that from? Oh, okay. So of course the accent is something that i was born with right? you can't get out of it uh but uh i hope you guys gonna understand me well what how i speak right but anyway so i came from a small country in a central europe called i mean or eastern europe called poland right so it used to be a communist country back then when i was born and that's where i came from um so i was born and raised there uh, i'm from a divorced family which is i've I think that was the positive in my life, more than negative. Um, but the the reality is, I grew up with my dad, and my mom was in the United States, and then she she left uh, to United States for uh, reasons like many immigrants who came to the United States left basically to create a better future for us. And and because you know, living in communism, uh, 
kind of tough childhood. We we really didn't understand <laughs> the childhood there because my parents, when they were very little, uh, they created a lot of like games kind of things. So staying at night in the line for food because there's only one shipment per month, right? And then you you have to you don't have the money to pay. You pay with like the blocks of oh wow yeah, yeah like, like like like, like coupons like a coupons right it's like a lot of people don't understand this for us that was fun as a kid like what are we doing like in the middle of the night in the in the in the line with with like hundreds of other people but my parents were actually like if we're not gonna be in the line we, you guys gonna be hungry right so so uh so but they never let us feel they never me and my sister we were there with them right so uh so they never let us let us feel uh that is that is something that you know, make, will make a set. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I started understanding, uh, I understood that when I was already in the United States, when I was looking back, like, gosh, why did, why did it get divorced? Why my mom uh, moved to the United States and all this stuff, right? So she had a, she had a chance and she took it and, and, you know, without that, I wouldn't immigrate it basically. So that's where I came from. Beautiful country. Now it's totally different, but back then it was, it was kind of tough. Wow. So. I, I didn't know that you came from a single parent household, you know, that's to me, like, I feel like people who come from that, you know, sense of family, it's you have a little bit more mental toughness than others <laughs> because, you know, your parent is, you know, you have double the, the load on them. And, you know, I'm come from a single kind of a, a single parent household too. My, I had my father passed away when I was young, you know, I was in high school and my mom, mm -hmm. she was just, you know, she, she was a, a beast. She just handled it, you know, and, right. and I'm a single parent too. So <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. But um, uh, when you, when exactly did you come to America? Like, did you, were you already grown up or were you still a kid? Like, when did you move here? Right. So I grew up with my dad. So he's a he's he used to be a military guy. So you know, uh, like a, having a single dad is was he was more of the like, hey, how you make your bed? That's how you're gonna sleep. Like he didn't really care much. And and uh, as long as I was in the bed when he came home, and I was up by like six a.m. and everything was clean in my room, that was good. But anything in between, he didn't care much. So that gave me kind of this freedom sense that as long as I'm not messing with what his rules are, I'll be fine. But it also created these, um, this with me, like I could explore and, 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 and try different things, right? But I had to stay away from troubles and, and be at home at night and all those things, you know? So like a lot of times, you know, like things like drugs, alcohol, it was like, no, he will kill me if right. stuff like that <laughs> happened, right? But so I, I grew up with him. Uh, by eight at age, so I, I, you know, I went to, I finished high school. I went to college, right? I, I dropped out from college. Uh, it, I couldn't really financially support myself in college, so I had to work. So that was kind of tough. And I also played professional sports back, back in Europe. So all these things on my plate, basically, you're not stay at home and <laughs> and be ruled by the, uh, by amazing that I wouldn't say nothing but amazing that. Uh, but with his tough rules. Uh, so I want to stay out of home. So by at age 22, I literally was in, uh, received a call from my mom. And she says, well, son, I want you to come to the United States. And I'm like, well, I travel a lot. 
around Europe and, and when other countries will say, I haven't been to the United States yet, but I have a job right now. I have a car here. I'm like, well, you know, what the heck? Let me just try it, see how, how it is. What's, what's, what is all this American dream about? So I came here at age 22, um, no papers, tourist visa, <laughs> not one word in English, <laughs> just to let you know, uh, no driver license, nothing like that. Um, you know, some, some savings. And, and, you know, and, and that's how I started here. So uh, age 22. Wow. that's And I landed, I don't know if you if familiar with Southern California, but I landed in, in uh, a neighborhood where there, there were heavily populated with Latinos and Vietnamese. And here it is, white boy. <laughs> <laughs> don't speak any English, heavy accent. <laughs> and by the way, my luggage was stolen, right? So... From that, it actually it flew to different countries, so it's it's kind of kind of crazy trip I had it. So, so um, I had this white fruit of the loom shirt, t-shirt. When you go to Costco, buy like ten for for one dollar, right? <laughs> and I mean ten for ten, so one dollar each. And some kind of uh, uh, workers' boots and jeans. So I I I I did you know I don't know if my my mom and her, uh, I mean now ex husband too, but. They, they 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 didn't recognize recognize that. I kind of look like a white cholo or something like that. I don't know who's <laughs> listening to your but to, in my opinion it's like I'm not a gangster here I want to make a friend but they look at me like holy god what, what is this guy doing here <laughs> no. so that's how I started and then I mean we're always positive by the way <laughs> that's a great story I can't believe that your luggage I mean you come here you can't speak English and you lend you end up in this neighborhood where you're just standing out like a, you know, a sore thumb. And then you, yeah, that's a crazy experience. I can't even imagine what that must've been like for you. Were you scared? Uh, you know what? So at first you're scared because you look at it, you look at people who try to say something and, and I, you know, you don't know, but a lot of like uh, people who live in their communities, right. They don't even speak much English between each other. Right. So so this big in different languages, so I couldn't even, under, I couldn't, I, for me, it was like shocking. You know, I came from the country when everybody speaks Polish, right? So the communication is never an issue. Uh, but I'll tell you something after, like, I know being different actually attracts people too. So at first they're scared, they're kind of intimidated, right? Uh, but then, but then it attracts people. So I, I use my natural skills to communicate with people. So I, you know, first thing I went to this, uh, again, I went back to Costco and, and I bought the uh, basketball, right? And I said, okay, I'm gonna go to local parks and I'm gonna make all of them my friends. We're gonna play ball, and we did. <laughs> so that's how it's that's how I started. So I pick up some of the the words they use. They you know with the with the with the sport with the sports and playing as a, in a team. And that's what I actually did back in back in Poland, right? I played professional basketball. Uh, it it helped me actually start really start start my start in the United States and communicate with people, right? Especially in the beginning. That's a cool story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I, I just wanted to ask you because this business that you're you're in now, the financial services. I mean, you're such a, a powerful force there. You know, like were you always passionate about business, or like when did you get this entrepreneurial mindset? Like when did that get introduced into your life? That's uh, you know that's a it's a good question, and it has parts to it. So you know. I always look at it, my parents. So my dad was typical nine to five employee, you know, with a lot of uh, rules and stuff like that. My mom was a little bit more of the, like the free thinker. And when she left, uh, left Poland, um, 
she actually opened her business. So she left Poland first. She came back, opened her business. She used to have a clothing store, right? And that didn't work out well. Well, I was like probably, I don't know, six, seven-year-old kid. So that didn't work out very well. So I know this only from the stories uh, my older sister and, and, you know, when we talk right now, because I'm really in a good, good, uh, I, I, commun- I communicate with both parents right now. So the thing is, so I think that was the beginning. Like, I wasn't afraid of seeing someone failing in the business because my mom failed. She bankrupted um, her, her clothing company and, and she moved, uh, she left to United States for, for good after that, right? And here she wasn't really an entrepreneur. So when I, when I moved to United States, of course, in my mind, wasn't, was, wasn't like, I want to open, I want to have my own company, open the business. However, somewhere deep down there, I always knew I want to have my own office, my own. I want to be like a CEO, like someone who's, uh, who, who's, I want to be somebody, by the way, like, you know, somebody with a, with a status position. However, that's not how I started here. You know, I, I, I've literally started my first job here was because I didn't know what to do, no English, no papers. I clean houses. I clean houses for three months. And then I said, that's not for me. And, you know, you, you move to the United States and you look at the U.S. Uh, like we knew United States, like Hollywood, you know, Sunset, all this. We knew this from the movies. So we're like, oh, wow, that's like a dream place to be. But I'm like, well, where is that dream when I came here? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So uh, so I, I clean house for, for three months. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like I, I just wanted to do something. I don't I'm not a kind of type of guy. Who I'm going to sit, sit at home and, and just waste my time. You know, I, I couldn't afford to, afford to travel. So I said, well, I had a little bit of money here and there, but, you know, I'm like, okay, well, let me find out some employment. So I went to church, local church. They said, oh, we need a cleaning for people. I said, okay, sure. So that was my first thing. The second second job was like, I think I did some carpenting. Uh, and then and then finally I went on this magical website called Craigslist. And I'm like, I'm going to find something there. It's so cool. You know, everything looks the same. And that was like, you know, uh, so I, 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 I saw the offer. I'm, I need a personal assistant, something like that. I respond to it. I, uh, you know, with my broken English, I drove to, I think it was North Hollywood. Yeah, it was North Hollywood. And, and there's this big warehouse and there's a, this guy comes in. And it's like, oh, you're the one who responded for Chris. I'm like, yeah. So he pointed, he's pointing out on those big machines. I didn't know what, what, what are they, but they're, they're, they're forklifts, right? And he's like, can you drive this? And I'm like, oh, of course I can, right? I'm like, <laughs> I had no idea how to drive those. But he's like, well, I need to liquidate all this stuff so I can pay you that much. And I'll be gone for two weeks. But if you liquidate this whole warehouse and these ladies right there, they will tell you where to move those stuff. Right? I, was like, I said, yeah, sure, boss. So now I got different employment and I'm like, but here's the something. So, you know, uh, because when I was a kid, my dad always leave me like, how are you going to make your bed? How are you going to sleep? He didn't make bed for me. He didn't make things for me. He always tell me, hey, figure it out. If they close the door, use the window. So I knew very early that I had to learn. So here, I'm like, here I am in this country. I'm like, I got to learn. So I learned how to drive this forklift thing, right? Uh, I learned from how to operate with, uh, with those Latinos ladies who were, who were uh, basically riding this warehouse. And I'm and I'm, I'm kind of curious what I'm moving, right? So I was moving one of the, uh, you know, cosmetic companies he was liquidating. So I'm like, hey, no, wait a minute, this guy's a business owner, he's a businessman. So to, 
to tell you the truth, that was a pretty much first person. And I said, when I look it up to, I'm like, when he came back after like three weeks, I finished my work at two weeks in two weeks. So next, like the next week I had, like, I just was studying what this guy is doing. Right. Cause my plan was, I'm going to ask him for more employment, but sure. I'm not going to, I don't want to move more, uh, more of the warehouses. Right. So I asked him, Hey, so he came back and said, Oh my God, he did a good job and all this stuff. And, but I have no work for you. I'm like, no, 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 no. You do have a job. I already, I already look at your stuff. You own other businesses. I'm like, I can do, I can do different stuff too. And he says, okay, well, I'll meet you at this pharmacy in Encino and, and on Monday. And he says, but I can only pay you the same amount of money. And you, I want you to be there between 10 and 3, Monday to Friday. I said, sure. So I walked to the pharmacy in Encino, California, big building. Everybody's like, you know, it's a kind of uh, higher middle class area. And I walked to this pharmacy and advertise like 20 plus employees everybody's like whoa who's this guy is and he's pulling out from the kitchen like what well, it wasn't even a kitchen it was was a room stuck with all the boxes he's pulling out this small shredder like literally shredder like this and he's like how can you shred all these boxes they're full of papers can you shred them for a whole month and that's your job and i'm like He's got this guy's got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> I'm like, well, but I, I told him I can do anything you ask me for, and I want to grow. I'm like, okay, well, sure. Oh, well, sure. I'm like, dang, it's like, you know, I didn't even know that shredder is gonna get jammed every every like two minutes, right? But anyway, that and here is me shredding the papers, and that's a, it's my another employment, right? And everybody is kind of making fun of me because there's like pharmacist there, you know, techs, some doctors comes in, people from the building. And who this guy is, you know, sitting there and shredding the papers for a whole month. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but, and again, you're shredding the papers and you start looking at it. What are you shredding? Like, what is the, what, how his business runs and everything. So when he came back after a month, he says, well, again, I, I'm, I don't have much to do for you. I'm like, no, you do. We can improve here. We can improve here. I can do this. And, and, you know, sooner or later, you know, I'm, I actually climbed the ladder in his organization. I was running two of his companies, but that wasn't entrepreneurship. That was still employment. And to be honest with you, uh, um, Beverly, I was super tired of it because, you know, kind of doing this work that it, you didn't like, even if then, then uh, you know, you got, you got promoted to manager to this. I'm like, gosh, I'm still feeling like in a cage. Where is that dream? Right, when I'm right. going to be able to actually afford something here, you know? So, so one day I learned something new again and I, and I came to, by the way, I started my own online business. That was my first business when I was employed, right? Uh, by this great guy, my first mentor. And I, I came one day to him. I said, like, look, I have an idea. I wanted to go outside of the business, bring more revenue. You know, I, I know I can do this. And he was like, uh, that's a great idea, but I'm still gonna pay you your salary. <laughs> I, and I want, and I want equity, and I wanted to get some. I want to get more because I, I, I thought I'm gonna have my own business, like kind of connected. Mm -hmm. to him. And he says no, and I said, and I, I, and he wanted me to stay, but I shake hands with him and I say, oh, you know what? That's okay. We're on the two different, two different pages. So I'm gonna try it myself, anyways. <laughs> And that's how the entrepreneurship started. So basically, it started like I was I'm unemployed, 
I still don't have the papers. I can't climb for unemployment. I am literally in my apartment listening to myself like, what the hell did you just did? You fire yourself. <laughs> your, your little side business, you're selling some stuff online. It's literally start like it's it's it wasn't pre-Amazon thing. So, you know, so it's mm-hmm. not like uh, very popular. Like, and you're like, you're literally draining to your savings. What are you gonna do? And I, I literally, yes, I, I, I was, I was literally figuring out what I want to do. So I, I start consult. So I basically the idea I had it. I said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna find someone who's gonna need me and my idea, my consulting. And I found it. I found a small manufacturer of pharmaceutical uh, products, and I, and I told them like, look, I want to be independent. I want to go out there and bring the revenue. And I either want to have a only commission structure or equity. So they gave me a commission, but I was independent. I could control my own time. And that's how the entrepreneurship started. You know, after five, six years, we made this small manufacturer a lot of money. You know, I built my first team. I opened my first, uh, you know, like a coffee shop, a retail store that I thought is going to be run by someone else. And and it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so I was fail, failing and so you know so I, I went through so so and then and I have another idea do another business with someone that failed too but I still I was consulting all the time for uh for basically to keep a revenue coming in and sometimes even have a second job at night you know uh because as an immigrant person who has no papers I was in the process of getting my papers right I always was living with this fear uh every day like what well, what if they find out and they fire me right or what if i get into trouble right and 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 that that was the you know but that was kind of fear so i always want to have a second source of income and also i I knew like my mom had a business and she bankrupted right like like how can you bank so so i knew i have to keep taking actions in the right direction and maybe one day i will be successful so to to kind of wrap this up um because i could probably write a book book on this maybe i one day i will it's really, uh, there was a one unsuccessful business, second one, third one, fourth. I think it was my sixth. I had, I was in the, involved in the six different journeys. I would say businesses independently while I was still working as a consultant, kind of independently, but still on the, not, not having my own company that, that was failures, but I, uh, but I learned a lot from it before I actually went to, uh, we start financial services. Yeah. You know what, Darius, like Mm -hmm. this story really impresses me because like you just from the beginning, just from, you know, this guy is like, you know, he just tells you to do all these whatever jobs, you know, but you were just like, what you got, what you got. And then you learned the fact that you took the initiative to learn the business, even when he wasn't even there, you know, and you brought your own, you know, you created work for yourself like that is just amazing a lot of people don't have that you know that drive to just you know well you know move forward that way you know and just and to you know create work for yourself like that is just impressive to me like that you did all of that well uh beverly i i would say it's like a lot of people don't have that I think everybody has that. They just don't don't know. They, they couldn't discover that. So I've noticed this in, with me. Like when I had no choice, I look at like, oh, you have, there have to be the way. Like I'm not easy to sell when you someone 
tell me like, you got to do this and you got to do this for the rest of your life. I'm like, no, I, I want this house. I want some, like, I don't believe we were, uh, you know, we existing just to, you know, be put into some place and do that for the rest of our lives. And take, basically that results when paying your bills and go back to work, right? I, you know, when I moved to this country, I'm like, then I came from the country when we were really, really poor. Like we literally want, want I, I like to talk about this, but I, I'll, I'll tell you, like when I was living with my dad, you know, we thought we were, we're doing fine, but one weekend, uh, our electricity was shut down. And I was like Thursday. And, you know, it is not like automated thing. So we have to live, we have to stay in it. And there was a winter time, right? Uh, with a candle, with a little candlelight since like Thursday to, to Tuesday next day. And to me, it was like, Oh my God, you know, you live in this uh, place where, I mean, country where people knows about you, they talk about you, right? So you're, you're already like, oh, man, they all know, like we didn't pay our bills. So I came to my dad, I said, dad, what happened? And my dad was suffering. He was recovering from heart attack. And he's like, he started crying. He says, tough guy, start crying. He says, well, son, I forgot to pay, pay the bill. Wow. I said, well, you got to tell me about it. I could pay him because I already had a, had a job there, you know, I, so I pay for it. But that, that kind of thing, when I, when I came to the United States, I'm like, wait a minute, this is, here is easy. You just have to keep trying. And nobody really here judges you. Uh, I mean, people judge you every day, but, but it kind of like different people here. Because you know, like this is everybody's here. Like everybody's different. Like you look, Beverly, I mean, we're same, but we're different, right? I mean, like it's, we didn't yeah. came from the same culture, right? So, so here I realized, look, I had no choice. Now I have nobody to pay my, pay my bills here. Yeah, I either gonna go back home and try to figure out over there what I'm gonna do or I'm, or I'm gonna do something here. So I did make a decision like, you know what? Let, let, me, let me take as much actions in this life I have to create something that I can actually uh, be proud of and have something meaningful and be passionate about something. The, the reality is like, I wasn't passionate about uh, many things in my life, you know, before. I couldn't mm -hmm. find the meaning of, of what I'm doing, right? I was just saying that, well, I'm going to take actions and trying to have more, earn more, do something different until I found it. Right, right. And I did find it, so. No, I truly believe that, like, your experiences in life, like, if you don't make the effort in having experiences, you're not going to be exposed to something that could be something you're passionate about, you know? And that's what it was, what I wanted to talk about with you next was, um, like, just me and you, for example, like, we would never have met under any other circumstance besides working together in this business like we come from two totally different worlds you know what i mean and like you know you're i don't think i even met anybody from poland until i met you to tell you the truth <laughs> really? okay. there's no okay i don't know if there's any polish people in hawaii i don't know if there is in hawaii I, yeah they are they are, sure they are. They, they're everywhere yeah i haven't met any but <laughs> okay. you know what i mean like so but the thing is, like, through this business, this experience, you know, that I was brought into randomly during quarantine, quarantine. like, mm -hmm. the associations, the power of associations, like, the fact that we get to interact, you know, on a weekly basis now, you know, and it's just, 
the experiences that you have in your life, it opens doors for you. It opens opportunities and the people that you expose yourself to, you know, every single day, it just, it just so, and most of the time people are just not open to seeing the opportunities, but depending on what you're doing and what you're feeling, if you're passionate about it, you'll be able to recognize what that is. So can, can you tell me like, what, what was your experience with the power of associations. What do you feel about that? Like, especially in business, like how powerful is that? Uh, I'll tell you, it's everything. That's how powerful it is. But here are some things. Uh, I had to learn myself how to uh, listen to people and take the best out of them. So, so many times in the, in the beginning, especially when I, so my failing in a business was, it came from because I wanted to be the smartest guy and, and do everything myself. And I will be more negative than positive and criticize a lot of these people I met on, along, my, uh, along the way, pointing out what they do wrong instead of looking at what they do right. So, and, and then the, so the association came like when I realized, like, wait a minute, negative can only pr uh, produce negative. Why am I not focusing what's positive about these people and, and learn from them and do it better? So you see, uh, when I when I met um, some of our uh, colleagues right here in, a, in, a, in financial business, I look at it. Well, oh my God, they're not they're not much different than I am. Did I like them in the beginning? All of them? No. There are some stuff that I'm like, man, come on, I'm I'm totally different, right? I, I I might not like this person. Maybe this person is too slow. This is one is too fast. This one has different style. I didn't like it, but I realized it's in business world. It's nothing about like it. It's not what you like it. It's what you're gonna get out of it. And how this can, um, how you can learn from it, and to 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 build yourself in it, right? So I remove this like not like. I just say, you know what? Forget it. These people are farther than I am in life. They're more successful. Maybe they they have more time. Maybe they're better father or husband, right? Maybe they have more money, more whatever it is. I look at it it's like, well, okay, well, let me find out what they do differently than others, and then without me judging them like or not like and just and just take the out of best out of it and then i then you know automatically i will start changing it right and and when you know people um, on the deeper level right you you start seeing their values so mm -hmm. you start kind of liking it like this it's robs on you right so uh so to me uh, it was like it was like a crave you know believing or not my very first uh person was my like business mentor outside of my the first employer i had it it was grant cardone you know i um and the funny thing is i applied for a job at his place when he used to live in california and i i, I didn't get it i was didn't have papers so they didn't hire me but the reality is he had a such, such a bad opinion about him around the community you know i i one of my gigs part-time gigs people don't know this but i i clean pools <laughs> in hollywood hills I used to, uh, I, I grabbed the guy on the street um, and I said, like, look, can I help you? I know you're going to, to you clean pools in those houses. He's like, I cannot pay you more, but why you didn't need to work with me, right? I'm like, well, you know, I was recovering from some injury. I had it with a car accident and, and I said, I need something to do. I don't need, I don't expect you to pay me a lot, but I just want to, I just want to see it, sell myself the dream seed. Who lives in those houses, right? What do you do? And that's how I met Grant Cardone, right? And and because we were cleaning one of his pools and I asked him for work, I had a conversation. But the thing is, though, I also clean the, clean the pools in other houses, right? 
And I heard a lot of opinions about he's a scam, he's this, blah, blah, blah. So, so me and I'm like, wait a minute, but these people have to do something right here. So I, I apply this, this rule to myself, like, look, take the best out of it with, with removing all the noise while you're removing all the noise. So uh, literally, what did I learn? Well, I learned that you got to invest in your knowledge. There are some people who, who have knowledge and they write books, they create audios. So I'm like, why well, never read book in English? How am I going to do it? And he handed me this 10x rule book, which I actually have right oh, here. Oh, he gave that to you? Yeah, I mean, well, he's not a very, uh, he's, a, if you know Grant, he'll say, yeah, go to this page and order it. It was like $37. And don't ask me if you want to be expensive, if you want to be rich, don't ask me why it's so expensive. Fi you will find in this book a lot of things. Why? So I didn't ask the price. I just paid for it. I, I read it. And yes, and that literally because of that um, interaction, that association, I went from very, very cleaning pools on, on a part-time basis, being in transition of work, negative in my bank account, to over 120000 income that year. So again... This is what I'm talking about, Darius. Like, you created that opportunity for yourself by finding the pool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that is just... It's really cool to me that you, you did that. You put the effort into... And you just... You didn't care how you met these people or if you were even going to meet these people, but you put yourself in that situation where that opportunity came up to you. Well, Beverly, it's not an easy thing to do, but it also, like sitting in an apartment, uh, knowing that the rent is coming to do, uh, you know, knowing that you're not going to meet anybody here, knowing that, you know, um, there's so much world out there that you, you haven't explored yet. Yeah. Actually forced me. So, so you know, uh, to me, it was like, I like to sell myself good thing. Like, you know, the reason why I was in Hollywood is I was like, wait a minute, Los Angeles is a huge, it's a huge city. And there's some areas you don't want to be, right? And I didn't live in the nice area. I lived in an area where like, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. So I, on the weekends, I will drive my car uh, to the hills, I want to just taste that life, you know, I mean, not taste like, like feel it better, you know, kind of, kind of look at it, these views, you know, from the hills, like, and I was always questioning myself, who lives in these places? So I'm like, and by how can I, how, like, if I want to approach someone, they're going to rock, you know, my accent is, but there's this guy who drives there every day, he always say hi to me, right, every weekend. <laughs> so I say, so, you know, it was a pool man. He's a, he's a friendly guy to everybody. So I don't know, something triggered me that day to ask him uh, to ask him to uh, if I can help him. And that's that how it started, you know. So yeah. since that, I'll tell you, whenever when, whenever I go something I don't know, I found the per I, I'll always like to find the person who runs the place and who is the, the successful in it, right? And I'm I'm gonna come, I'm gonna meet with him with him like I'm a student. With approach, I'm a student. I'm not a, you know, person who has aptitude. Uh, so I, I, I'm here to learn. Yeah, you know? you're coachable. Just... Well, learning and coachability is different things. But you know, but the, you can learn. You, you learn how you learn, really. But then you apply it. But being really coachable, like you know, co really coachability starts when when I was like when I in the financial services. Well, I'm like, okay, you got your own office. You have your own uh, 
you have your own responsibility. You have your, you know, your wife relies on you. You have a baby. You have it. And they're like, okay, can I take so many chances, try things right now? Or I have to be really coachable to execute in the right. So I didn't have, look, when you have responsibilities, you better be coachable because you can't just learn by trying and listening to people, you know? Right. So I, I made that decision like, okay, being coach was not easy. You got you to gotta really, really do stuff that is not comfortable. But I said, but if you do, then, then you're going to be executing on a, on a different pace and the bills will be paid and things going to start moving forward. So yeah, yeah. so, so, so when, when I really committed full-time into being a business owner and, um, and you know, and I, um, I had a lot of in stake. Who, um, who brought you into the business? Like initially, like, was it your wife? That's a good question. You know, uh, well, my wife is the reason why I am in the business. However, we were approached to the, uh, about the business financial services uh, years, years prior. And I was ignorant to it. You know, I was close minded. I, I, I wasn't really open, um, to it and i and good good friends of of of, uh, of mine uh was inviting me to the this presentation inviting me to their office you know i had my own thing going on and and i i i didn't really allow myself to explore that business until my wife uh was actually in the business and one day she came and she says look you're working too hard and you're too smart you're rough on the edges but that's okay to to really make little of the money you make and i'm like what are you talking about woman we, we make we make six figure we drive nice cars we live in a nice place so i gave her attitude and then literally uh newly we were newly married she she, she was pregnant i said we got pregnant i gained a lot of weight <laughs> uh by the way we're having we're this 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 you know this this uh and this like honeymoon stage in our relationship and she's like hey we're going to vegas it's your birthday. We're going to Vegas. I reserve already the hotel. Don't worry about it. And I work hard. You know, I, I, I know I, I got things like I've got family right now that I need to take care of. And, you know, I'm consulting in pharmaceutical industry. I have this coffee shop on the side is not doing well. So and she's complaining we're not making enough money. I'm like, gosh, how? because I was pushing myself. If she says we're not making enough money, so I mean, family needs to be very expensive, right? Because <laughs> I, ne I never had an experience like that. I was, you know, I didn't grow up with other children. I hardly knew anybody with children. <laughs> so, but anyway, and we're going to Vegas and I'm looking at my, you know, every guy who goes to Vegas looks like, okay, how much can I gonna have to spend, right? <laughs> Where do we stay? Do I have extra money? Maybe some playing cards my birthday, right? And I look at this and she's like, she's driving and I'm looking at her and looking at this. I'm like, honey, we're staying for one week. I thought you're, going, you're only gonna go like two days for my birthday. I'm like, I can't afford to be there for a whole week. You know, I gotta be at work. And the second thing is, what is that convention? <laughs> Bill doing that. <laughs> so I gave her nightmare uh, on the way, be on the way to Vegas. Like I, 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 I'm I was loving upset. the story. Keep going. I was I'm upset, loving. but I tell you, uh, she actually. Uh, so, so, so we came to Vegas. We argued there, right? And and the next morning we're like, okay, oh, yeah, we got to be in this this convention, right? So eight a.m. We're going there. It's early, and then I'm I'm shocked because I've seen people just like me. You know, just like you, Beverly, 
and everybody's happy and everybody's like talking to each other and there's a lot of energy and I mean, this is prior everything started, right? Like we were there early because they told us to be there early. They gave us this, this badges. I didn't even bring the suits with me. So I'm like wearing a t-shirt. I'm like, oh my God, everybody's like kind of dressed up there. MGM Grand, I never been in, in the arena where 20,000 people is there and they start filling up. And I, and you know, and I start talking to you. I, I talked to Nate, right? You know, you know Nate. And, and this was the first person I talked to. And I'm like, gosh, this guy is no different than I am. He he's maybe one year younger than I am, and I'm, and I'm like, and he's making double amount of money than I do, and he has a lot of friends. He looks like he's no stress. I came here with stress. He's no stress. Everybody's cool with him, and older, younger, you know, different nationalities, different ethnicities. And I ask him like, man, how you've been doing this? Like you've been in the financial services? Like yeah. Like, how much do you make? I ask him. It's like, well, he gave me a number. I'm like, oh my God. Then, you know, then I I, I really I I I turn my mode like, dude, it's a learning mode right now. Like, you better apologize to your wife. This is a learning mode. There's some people here who are really making that much money, and there are somebody here, right? So I literally sat down, I pull up my cell phone, like, oh my God. And I it's and I had and I said that Zaidar was born because I got excited, you know. Now it's you know, it's, it's a shift of the attitude. Right. That would ha- that's right. what happened. Now, I am not in the business yet. Keep in mind this. And so I'm going to this convention and I'm like learning, learning. I'm like, oh my God, I, I could do this that way that things like in my life. I could do that, do that way. So I'm like, so I'm like who's, the, who, who's the leader here in this group, right? <laughs> and then I look at this, that Nate pointed out to, to Jeff, right? <laughs> so I walked to Jeff and I was like, hey, we need to talk. He's like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, well, you know, um, I heard you were like kind of leader here. He's like, who told you that? You know, he's very humble, right? I said, well, listen, can, can I have a word with you after this call meeting? He's like, yeah, well, you can come to my office. It's my business card. And on Wednesday, I have time on Wednesday at 6 p.m. I said, well, that's like 40 miles away from where I am. Okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> and that's how I started the business. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love this story so much. You know what? I have to like reach out to your wife. <laughs> she's she's yeah. the one who who brought you in really to bring yeah, you to but, that convention yeah um, well she was she was brought in by my friends so she, they couldn't kind of get me in it but she was brought in by them and she, she will tell you probably the story was a little bit different because you know wife husband <laughs> always, but I, you know I mean, like you know, but that, but that's the that, that that's how we that's how we pretty much started you know and then but again, the power of associations, like you being in the room with that energy, you know, of all the people who were successful in the business and, you know, with that leadership mindset, you know, like, how can you not like feel that vibe and, you know, want to learn more? Like, I, I just think that is so cool. I've never been to a convention like that. I've only been to the virtual one because, mm. um, you know, I was brought in during quarantine, you know, right. but I hear about it. You guys talk about it all the time. And I'm just like imagining the day that I get to go there in person. Cause I can imagine how much, how powerful it is to just feel that energy in person. It must be so different. Well, it's, it's not only the powerful, but you also meet people and you get to hear their stories. Right. And then you realize like, what am I complaining about in my life? Right. Right. Like, every, like you're passionate about uh, people, Beverly, right? Like for me, that's when, when actually I was passionate because, you know, when you start, when you make already some money, right. And then like the money, money might not be the, the drive for you anymore. 
then you start looking into other things that you can be passionate about because I was never passionate about money. But when I heard people's stories and, and, that, and that live event, and because, you know, we interact in person, not only the speakers, not only the knowledge, you're like, oh my God, like, I thought I have a tough time here, but it's like, compared to who, to what, right? And with this energy, and I'm like, so, so I, I created that association after that, you know? I was like, man, when is the next convention? Like literally, yeah. Mandela, where are we going again, right? Yeah. So uh, I, you know, because- that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because the stories, the stories is what I love. Like it, it just that's what drives me. Like I love to hear these stories, and it doesn't even have to be a rags to riches story yet, you know. But if someone has that that dream that they want to move towards, like I, that's enough for me. I'm hooked, you know. Like I want to hear more, right. you know. That that's well, so cool. That's, that's very uh, cool. That is that is something that it's it's worth living for, you know, uh, to be associated with people who have dreams and they're going somewhere. I agree. I agree. You know, we kind of live in a society where, and this is like, I, I I can't stand that. You know, we live in a society where where everything is like 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 you're like a, it's like black and white, but people love to be in this gray area, like. You yeah know. you're right the gray area like, like, like that gray area I, I i don't like that you know i i i'm either doing things or i don't do things right you know? right but yeah. you'd be so, surprised like how many people are comfortable in that area you know like what is the least amount of work i can do to just survive you know like i i can't do that either like i don't like being in that space i like growing that feeling of you know, moving somewhere, having something to work toward that. That's what I like. That's what makes me feel alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, just talking about like you're now in your team, like you have a lot of team members now and you're you have a bunch of people to lead. You know, you have to be an influence over them and you have to be able to really show them how how to be successful like you and and so what is, can you tell me what your experience is with that? Like, what kind of mindset do you have to have um, to be a good leader? And like, if you have any advice for the listeners, you know, like, what is your top five tips that you can give to the audience who who have that desire to be a leader and have a big team under them? Well, you know, this is this is a great question. And, and there's no right, wrong answers in it. And there are a lot of books that people can read and, people who are more qualified than I am to be in a position to maybe answer even those better. But I'll tell you from my experience. And so you, you say like five things, there's never five things. There's a million things that, that could, that you have to, or if you want to be in a leadership position, uh, you probably wanted to apply in your life. I'll tell you one thing I, I've learned it. The very first thing before you, uh, you're a leader, you, you, you have to be disciplined person to yourself. And you have to be very honest with yourself and what do you want. Um, you know, so I think leader being a leader starts before you have a team or before you have everything, like kind of like a, and a team could be in your family, right? But what leader, what leader to me is like, it's a responsibility. Number one thing is a responsibility. So I have to own my actions. Everything I do, I have to own it. And now, when you have a team and my team started with, you know, my wife and that's my team and, and, and Alyssa, you know, we were pregnant with Alyssa. That's, that was the, so now I have a leadership. So I'm the leader of the ship. 
right? And the ship is either going to go somewhere or not. So I have to lead. So I have to myself, I have to lead myself, not the sheep. I have to lead myself and, the, and they'll, they'll follow. Because you, you know how it is. So that's one of the things. You tell people what to do. They don't do it. They do opposite. Mm-hmm. But if you show them, if you do it. So you're the walk, talk person. I, I, I always, I, so that's why. I, so the way I pick associations, like you have to be a doer. I, you know, there's a lot of gurus. There's a lot of leaders, a lot of people who are just telling you what to do. But I actually, I'm magni- magnifying with people and align myself with people who are doing it. So to me, it's like, try to tell a woman to do something, right? <laughs> I'm going to do luck. it. Try to, the, try to tell a kid to do something. They're usually not going to do it, right? So I, I understand I have to do it myself first. So that's the number one tip. You do it yourself. You're leading yourself. And that, that really, uh, it, to, to the nutshell, you have to be disciplined. So get clear on what you want, where you're going, what your vision is, and then and then do it yourself first. Now, of course, if they if if your team do not understand where you're going, you don't communicate the message, the vision, where are we going, what we want. You know, we're just we're in the process of moving right now, right? So, and you know, I was talking about the place we're moving probably about a year ago, or or, or and you you heard that through the pandemic last year, like oh okay. That God Darius wants this kind of place and this, that, right? So before, so to me, second thing is when you're a leader, you're not only leading yourself, but you have to sell the dream to the, where you're going to your team. And that your closest team is not someone, your coworker is not, it's actually a team that, that is always with you. The five people you associate yourself with, right? You gotta, you gotta sell them on it first. So that's my kind of like a leadership uh, tip. And then we go to the uh, team building, right? Which is your, in your company, you build a team or, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I never wanted to be solo entrepreneur or, or, mm-hmm. or winning in life by myself. I always like, I'm very passionate when people are getting to what they want, right? So, so, so the leadership uh, tip number three, let's say it's, uh, I, I've noticed like, if I can't connect with them, which is I need to listen to people. How do you listen to people? You ask them the, the questions, what they want, where they're going. And when I know already where, what they want, I can help them, give them direction. I can show them how it's done. But based on, by being relevant to their situation, because, you know, we're all in different uh, places in life, right? Like, right. So I, I, like you said, Darius, you're intense. Well, I am, you know, it came from basketball, from the military family, you know, I am intense. But then when I talk to someone who's not that intense, right, even if, if I don't understand where they came from, what they really want, what's their real goal is, how can I lead them? Right. I can't lead them, right? So so I learned this from this book uh, of John Maxwell, right? Uh, great, uh, great leaders ask good questions. Mm-hmm. Or good leaders ask great questions. What, what, whichever is that, that that's, that's a great book. So you have to know what people want or what their needs are and what they're willing to do to get there. And you can give them direction. You can give them the opportunity to do it. But you, 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 you have to show them the way, right? So, um, so basically, it's, it's continuously expanding my own vision, my own dream to accommodate all of these people I lead. And they became my responsibility. Let me right. honest with you, leader, 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 being a leader is not an uh, easy and famous position or anything like that. It, 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 you know, uh, you, like I had to 
drop my attitude. I know I'm going to be judged. There's nothing to being a leader is nothing to be likable, not likable. Like you're going to have some, you're going to have to take a hit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not always, it's never up about you. Right. Or uh, like you're the one person who's exposed. So be prepared. You have to be vulnerable and exposed. So you got to be real with yourself. Uh, and, and how do you learn that? Well, the best way to learn that is to actually work with other leaders. Mm. Work with someone, but work with doers. Uh, because the doers are the ones who are real, who are relevant to you, who are doing this currently. Like there's a lot of people who may become successful in life, whatever. And that was like 20 years ago. And it's irrelevant today. Right. So um, so that's that's kind of tip. And the last one I'll tell you is, it's, you know, um, It's, it has to be something bigger than yourself. Like I am, uh, when I started in the business, it was, it was how we can make the life better for ourselves. That's how I started, right? What can I get? Uh, can I get a new house? Can I get a new car? Can I get a new Rolex? Whatever it is, right? But then once you get to this, that's okay to get to those. Once you get to those things, because you can get to those by yourself. You lead yourself to get to those things. That's okay, right? Then you start looking at how can I make other people's life better? But you can make other people's lives better if your life is not better. So you're creating the win-win situations for everyone. Small, big, something small for you might be a, a, you know, moving mountain for someone else. Then I realized like, wait a minute, this is much bigger than than, than I thought. So I'm looking at like, well, what's the next generation is going to be look like? So my, my uh, like tip on leadership, like, you know, you got to think bigger because it's not about you. It's about the next generation. Like how possible, I mean, just like I always ask my team that question, how possible you think your children, uh, your grandchildren, can they, they, they will be any successful on somebody in life without you being example for them, right? And, and by the way, we are we always example to someone, but it's a good or bad thing, right? We could be a bad example, right? So to me, it's like, how can I be a best example possible for the next generation? And and yes, I'm I am willing to uh, take as many criticism and hits and and chances on me to make sure they don't have to go through this, right? Or if they go through this, they'll have the example how to actually break it through. So the last, so to summarize this, like, hey, you know what? Stick with your vision. Do it first. Involve your team. Sell them your vision on it. Listen to them what they want. It must be for them as well. And the last thing is, it's bigger than you, so don't you ever quit. Wow, Darius. I was taking notes here. You're dropping some golden nuggets. Thank you so much. That was amazing. I love it. So, I I mean, that is just so cool i i love your story your story is just pumping me up like i i i hope the audience i know the audience is gonna like you know be inspired by this too so uh thank you so much for coming on the show i have one more question for you mm-hmm. and um this is a question that i actually asked my very first guest on the show and i was very intrigued with the answer and i know everybody has different opinions about this so i'm actually very um I, I want to know what you have to say about it. So my question to you is, what do you think the difference between mediocrity and greatness is? And um, 
I don't know if this is something that you've always desired. Like for me, like I've always thought that I wanted to do something big in life. You know, like I always wanted to make an impact on people, you know, in a big way, not just, you know, in the chat. Like I always, which is why I'm a musician and an artist, you know, like, cause that's what people do. You know, if you're a musician and artist, you impact a lot of people with your art and your mm -hmm. creativity. But like, I don't know if this is something you've always desired. Have you ever dreamed like, I want to do something great in life, you know? And like, I just want to know like what your definitions of it, the difference between mediocrity and greatness. And do you have a clear vision of what your greatness looks like? And can you tell us about what that is? Oh my goodness, that's <laughs> that's a that's a million dollar question. <laughs> I know, I know. That's well, why I love hearing people's answers for this. <laughs> you know, um, so let's define the med mediocrity and greatness. You know, I so let's put this like how how I first time understood that. Well, I mean, you want to really know this guy answering it? I'm promoting it. No, I'm not promoting it. Get in the some get some people get to know some people who are refusing mediocrity. But for me, it was like this. I didn't know what to refuse, what not to refuse in life, right? I, I kind of take a life like as it is, like, and I'm getting passionate, excited about it. But in, over time, we're like, dang, it's another same thing another day, you know? So I look at this like, you know, I came from the family of eaters. We like to eat. <laughs> me too. So, and when you, <laughs> when you live in the, and when you learn things, you learn different uh like when you go to a restaurant and say it's a Mexican food or or it's an Indian food, you know, they, they all have different tastes and different spices, right? And and my culture is like, okay, we use a lot of salt and pepper. So, you know, you know, you know, it's like a medicority to me is like a it's like a food without spices. It's so bland. It's not, it doesn't excite you at all, it doesn't move you, doesn't dig you. But then so you got to be in that life like a salt or pepper, you know, you got to spicing things up or peppering things up, right? Right. Now, if you, if you overdo it, you might kill yourself. You might, you might affect others too, kill others too. So, but in my opinion is like you, I will never know what I'm capable of, of doing if I wouldn't push myself to the extreme and you can see this in the athletes, you know, maybe because my background was athlete. So I like to compete. I like, I like the feeling of winning. So, you know, for me, nothing in medicality gets you that excitement, gets you that high. So I, my opinion, uh, being medicality, say medicor, like average, it's a disease because eventually creates depression, eventually creates things like, and I was there in my life, like drinking, taking drugs. Well, bomb, I shouldn't say that, but I did, right? Uh, that was me when I was very medical. And I realized like, then I got to find this excitement in life. I got to find this stretch in myself. So I had a choice doing the, being a salt or pepper, right? I mean, both will kill you all overdue, but, but, and I look at the right or wrong, or like doing the wrong thing, doing the right thing in your life, but I don't want to stay the same. So I, I applied from the sports. I said, okay, well, put that, put a target on something you want and, stretch yourself as much as you can to to do it like i mean like do something crazy about it to get there but as long as it's moral and ethical right and just do it and i and i realized you know uh people say well you, how did you stay on course i'm like well it's it's all about it's all about the price 
and you know, about being focused about it. If I really knew I wanted to, and I want to challenge myself over on my way there, the prize became irrelevant because I already knew I'm going to get it in my, in my, in my, uh, in my kind in my vision or my, in my heart. I already, I already had that, but what became the passion, the, 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 the rope there, you know, the things that, that I, that, that what I learned, because, you know, when you, when you push yourself, when you try new things, when you, uh, when you learn new skills, uh, you realize, like, oh, my God, like, I didn't know I could do that, right? right. And, 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 and that's where the real hype comes from. Like, this adrenaline in me, for me, it comes from that. So I want that feeling. Like, for me, I think more, uh, ex- I'm more excited from stuff that I'm uncomfortable doing than from the stuff that I'm comfortable. Like, I'm not excited about, uh, you know, watching the show. Uh, well, I do watch some shows, right? But, but some people are like, oh, look, it's our Netflix time, right? And they will go, like, they'll be there, like, every Friday. To me, like, I might, I might do that one Friday, but, like, then next Friday, like, well, there's so much world out there. So, to me, I refuse to be that person. I, I, I need to take action. I got to move, right? Because for me, so, so, so keep, in, keep this in mind. In motion, when you move, we create emotion. And emotion, things happen. Emotions happens in motion. Experiences happen. You know, so you can be really hooked on life when you create a lot of emotions, but the positive ones, right? Like, mm-hmm. look, people don't know what winning is until they win something. Right. <laughs> right? And you're not going to win uh, if you don't compete. And you don't try, right? And you don't know. By the way, you got to go to some losses because that's where you learn, right? Right. And, and it's, 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 it's so sad. Like most people, like a lot of most people say, oh, I didn't win, so I'm going to quit because it's not for me. To me, it's like, damn, well, that's okay. it was fun to compete, you know? So like, like eating that plain food, like, good, like spice it up. Maybe you spice it too much. Next time you spice it the right amount, it's going <laughs> to taste better, right? Whatever it is, it's like, keep moving, keep getting right. excited about life. Well, I'll tell you, so, so to me, uh, to answer like this, complete this question is like, man, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, Beverly, on this world. I don't know. It might be today, might be tomorrow, might be 20, 50 years. I, I like to believe I'm living up to 120 and I'm healthy. Why? Because there's so much more experience I can create. Uh, and those experiences when I challenge myself, you know, so I have to be from be uncomfortable to create real experiences for for my daughter for my wife for my team so to me uh nothing grow in medicality but when you're the one who can pave the way and challenge yourself you can rob those experiences to another and then they can actually see how much potential they have mm-hmm. and by the way you know uh, there's always someone who's learning, who's listening, who's being impacted by things you do, by your actions. And, and like I said, if there's a win-win situation for them and, and if they're willing to try, take the journey with you, it's even more fun. You know, I'll yeah. tell you my first, I'll tell you my first getting out of Medicority was really, um, it was when I met Zyda, right? Um, I was like, oh my God, I was, I went to so many relationships before it didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. You know how you know how it is. I mean, I'm kind of driven person, you know, not much on the settled person. And uh, and she's like, on our second is like, hey, I don't have time to date. I want to have a family and this. I'm like, whoa. 
<laughs> hold on, hold on, amiga, right? And then, and I said, and literally, uh, that was first time. Like, oh, wait a minute, this is new. I never experienced that. This is making me feel uncomfortable, dude. You gotta go for it. You gotta go for it. You gotta go for it. And I'm like, okay. Three months later, we're engaged. We're engaged. Six months later, we're we're married. Uh, in seven months, she was pregnant. Right after we were married, we changed our career totally. She fired her boss. She got me into the business. Right. I saw like we moved to the different cities. And I was like, why, how did you like, well, man, I was spicing it up our life. I was creating these experiences. You don't have to know where you're going. As long as you have a strong faith, you have something you care about. And family is, and the faith for me, it's a love. It's nothing to do religious love. That is something that is so, it can be positive, 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 create positive. Look, two people, lovebirds, creating life. What can go wrong? If I could think about what can go wrong, then that all things will collapse. So I have to move forward not, to not have time to think. So right is faith, that love, family. That I said, well, I'm going to have something I never had it. I'm going to have really my own team. Then I look at it. Okay, well, how fit we are for that. We're not. So we got to get fit financially. We got to get fit uh, physically. We got to get fit somehow, right? We got to be fit to, to make the right. So I'm like, okay, well, we got to pay attention to those things, right? Especially your finances. So make more money, get serious about it, right? Pursue it. And that's all happening at the same time. And can we have a fun doing it, right? Yes, you have to, right? So, you know, accepting things, they are laugh from things that used to make you angry, right? <laughs> whatever. No judge, take it, taking kind of chill pill. Right, right. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, you know, and, and the one, the last thing is like freedom, freedom of making decision choices and freedom of other people who their noise, who complain, distract you, tell you yes, tell you no, do and do it, do it. No, be so present and engaged in your own moving forward that anything else doesn't matter. Thank you and so much for sharing. This is like, so like, you know, you inside, uh, you guys are such a perfect pair like you guys just compliment <laughs> each other like you know what i mean like we're not no <laughs> no but you guys you guys have just moved forward you know so uh you guys are like a force to be reckoned with that's how i look at you guys you know what i mean you guys are a good team together and you have to be if you're a family you know that's that's so that's good to see and it's very inspiring to see you guys early um Speaking of that, you know, I, I appreciate you said that, you know, I, I hope we are good examples for others. But, you know, the, the reality is we, we want to be examples to ourselves, too. So the, the thing is, we decide to keep moving forward. There's, there's nothing to dwell about past, about what thing, thing didn't work out. As long as, as there's a team and we have this vision and dream where we're going and could be something small, could be something for Alyssa, could be something we do together. You know, we refuse to go backwards. There's, a, there's something that when you're looking for freedom, it's, it's only moving forward ahead. And, and it's fun when you really uh, get people on the same, same boat with you. So... Mm -hmm. So, you know, with Zaira and I, uh, myself, we, we're not perfect couple. Nobody is. We're not perfect family, you know. Uh, I mean, 
maybe it looks like that, but it's not, you know. But the point is, we continuously moving forward and learning from each other. And we, we come to the plate with like, how can we improve each other? How can we remove the anger and build this? Because reality is, look, we're all going to get old. And one thing I refuse to be old and be by myself. I don't want to reject, uh, I don't want to uh, uh, be in the last day of my life be, dude, you mess up so much in your life that you're by yourself. And you could have already these people with you. If you made that life about them or with them, right? And by the way, I don't know where our journey is going to take us, but the reality is, you know, I live both by those principles, faith, family, fitness, fun, freedom, right? Finances. These are, these are those things that are important for me and, and for my wife there are too. So we're going to do everything possible in this life to make sure in the last day in our lives, we're not alone. We have, we actually influence people, we impact them and then they create their own teams, their own families and which, whatever it is, you know, it can be single mom, single dad, but you have kids, you have their, that's your team, right? Uh, you know, uh, I learned very, very quickly in my, in my, my life that your first team is might not be your family, right? I was from the divorced family, mm -hmm. but I said like, you have to have those principle and that to me, that represents life. That represents giving life to next generation. Because right. reality is, with that kind of synergy, what happens? Well, the babies are born, right? <laughs> These are the biggest fun, right? You right. have children, yes. uh, you know, you have children, Beverly, right? So, so you know, that, that's what the life is for me about, you know, um, the next generation. And, and if, I, if God let me see them going through the stuff, building their own team, having their own children, you know, uh, and, 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 Hopefully they learn something from us that they're gonna they're gonna actually keep going, not go uh, not go the wrong direction, right? But if they will, we can help them out to even the God allows us, right? And anyway, so that that's the whole journey for me, you know. Right. No, yeah. I I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Like it's um very inspiring, and I'm so blessed that I get to interact with you on a weekly basis. Like I learned so much from you, and you know, the fact that Jeff. Uh, is our mentor you know he's the leader of our team mm. um it's just so blessed because you guys all have that same mentality and it's that same direction right. where i want to go too so you know <laughs> I, I know i know you know I, i'm just so grateful that i get to be associated with you guys it, it just makes me feel pumped you know like i just want <laughs> it makes me feel yeah. pumped like and then it makes me feel like i can do it you know you know so. that works both ways we're pumped to have you as well because the reality is the energy has to be transferred. Right. You know, without you, Beverly, we wouldn't be the people we are, and that that and that's that's the fact. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's this is this is the where the fulfillment comes from when you're able to, you know, there's something. I'm gonna leave with this. Interactions with people. They're they're they create three things. Best interaction, like the ones that they, they're gonna uh, like a. Uh, tree gonna bear the fruit right mm -hmm. so interaction between people when they bear the fruit is like it's supposed to touch you it's supposed to touch you the story something there right it's supposed to touch you be touching interactions second thing it's it it, it designed to move you right because if something is touching you might push you to move move to take action right move you and the third one is inspire you inspire you to actually take a lead and create those interactions with others. 
because that that's to me very important when I interact with people. You know, it's literally, I mean, not it's not always happen, right? Those three things at the same time. But if they do happen, touch, move, inspire, man, then there's a synergy. And that person is like want to be around that associate. We want to be around them too. Mm-hmm. You know, and it and it's basically creates create something that's called I call this magic, you know, it's because right. it's it's really, really contagious with others. And yeah, I love that, you know. So, like I said, you know, you creating the podcast and something that, you know. I'm like, I have nothing. I, I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> I was telling you, I should have my own. It's kind of good idea. It's, it's kind of a good idea, right? But anyway, so you you already been inspired. You're already creating stuff on your own, and then and, and you know, and that's that's something we learn from we learn from you as well. You know, so um, yeah, just, you know, I I couldn't have said it better myself, Darius. Like that is just so powerful, and that's the heat of what this show is about you know what i mean you just hit it right on the head so i i hope you know uh you continue on your journey with with this with podcast i feel like people's stories has to be sure and has to have to be heard you know i love the people like you that creates the good news oh yeah because we yeah. when we turn the tv when we turn the box there's a lot of bad news i know i don't like looking <laughs> and, and at most it people, and most people are the recipient recipients of news not the creators of news mm-hmm. and then that's that's the medic already being a recipient being the being above average like hey create something go create the news right let right. people feel you touch people move yeah. them and inspire spread them, the love right? yeah spread the love that's exactly that's like we need more of this we need more of this around so i'm I'm super happy that you're doing it. If I can be any help, I just reach out and and then we'll we'll, we'll go from there. Thank but you I'm, so I'm, much. I'm, I'm, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for yes. having me. Oh, I no really problem. Had a good time too. Yes. Yay. <laughs> I'm going to interview you too. Yes. Trust me on that. I'll totally do it. So I just want to, you know, this is a perfect place to end this this episode here. And I'm just, I hope you guys were taking notes out there because... I mean, he was just dropping free nuggets left and right. So thank you so much, Darius. I appreciate you. And um, I just want to thank the audience. Thank you so much for, you know, being here and listening on Dark Horse Matters. And, you know, until next week, you know, just remember how important it is to find your purpose in life. Go out looking for it. I mean, a lot of times just interacting with people that inspire you, it opens the door to finding that purpose. So don't be afraid just, you know, go for it. And, you know, until next week, you guys, thank you so much and be passionate. Thank you.